Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes and I'll find. Welcome to episode 106 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. The three stooges in session, as usual. Myself, Woolly, Mr. Nathan Barden, and Steve Sparling. Hey, guys. How are we? Uh, how are we all traveling in this bloody heat? That's <laughs> nah. shit, eh? <laughs> well, actually, it was cooling down a bit, and but it, it in the morning you think, oh, it's quite nice, but then it just goes fucking. Yeah. There's no breeze. If there's no breeze, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Just me, fucking. We were and just then, talking uh, off air about Steve was saying it was ninety nine percent humidity at Banya, and Nathan was saying, no, that's impossible. Yeah. But it. It was. Is, it was. On, it was on the verge of raining the whole time. It was just heavy drops. Not what not wasn't drizzle, but just heavy spits, and, and that was how it was the whole way. We need a meteorologist to uh, confirm if it can ever get to ninety nine percent humidity. But... Well, it was nearly raining, so that's got to be pretty close. <laughs> it's like a rainforest in some some parts of that forest, eh? Yeah, bits. Yeah, it was it, just so you, it was just so humid. When you go up through Mount Me, Mount Nebo, it goes into like proper looks like it is like a rainforest, especially when yeah. the bells and everything are going. That's pretty amazing. And that's, oh, talking of uh, Mount Me and Mount Nebo, um, usually I do the Brisbane Trail Marathon every year and I wanted to do it for the third year in a row this year. So like the trifecta, they've moved it forward a week so as not to clash with the um, Dead Cow Gully Backyard Ultra. And so it is on Sunday, the 28th of April, the day I get back from... um, England, Scotland. So I'm going to miss it. What? Well, so they is it? So they're going to do it before Dead Cow Gully, or yeah, the week before. Oh righto. They just didn't want to be on the same weekend. I said, well, people aren't going to. Do I actually wrote to them. I said, oh, people aren't going to run at the marathon then do Dead Cow Gully, or but I said you're more likely to get people that hey don't do very well at Dead Cow Gully might go oh look there's a the Brisbane Trail Marathon the next next week the week after it but. They pulled it forward a week. It's going to be still just as hot, mm. hotter. But anyway, I miss out on that one. Because the whole calendar's loaded, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it used to be spread spread out so far. You'd have a few weeks between events, but now everything's back to back. Like they got Noosa Marathon, and the following week got GC Thirty, and everything's just one week after another after another, including the trail events coming up this whole season. It's just there used to be like road running and then a, and then a trail season but it's all interlooped at the moment everything's just all combined week on week out the um nigel was saying that he wants to do a, would like to do a 50k and i said well i'm maybe after gold coast i said um i'll uh i told him a couple that i wouldn't do but um i said see if i can find this one we do one after goldie like a 50k i said it'd be a trout he said not gc 50 i said no it's too hot i said but um it'd be a trail one i said so i can walk the hills laugh out loud there's a few there is a few um of those ultras sort of in the gold coast hinterland around that time in there yeah that that first one i ever did was down 
in uh, Narang, but that doesn't run anymore. But it, you got to, you get a fair bit of elevation. But I'm sure, um, and maybe it's time to do the. Um, we'll get the inaugural uh, drop bear ultra. Yeah, fire it up, you reckon? Invite only. We do it in. Uh, we do it at the beginning of August, eh? Hey? What do you reckon? Invite yeah. only 50k through Mount Nebo. Yeah. And yeah, is a group is a like a big group run rather than a race. We just all run it, stash and walk somewhere for halfway. Yeah. You still injured, boy? Yeah, but well, yeah, I am, but I'm more, I'm more so proactively backing off the running to do like rehab. Yeah. So that I don't get a serious injury. So I figure that, you know, shit time of year to run anyway, if ever there was a time to get stronger. Yeah. So I'm just sort of hooking in, hooking into the gym stuff. What's your next, what's your big goal is Gold Coast? Uh, like if I can get fit in time, Noosa, Noosa half marathon. Yeah. Okay. But then Gold Coast, but like Gold Coast is the priority. And if, if I'm not a hundred percent at Noosa, then I don't, I'm not too bothered. I just want to get this um, sort of groin thing sorted. And I think I can, if I can get it strong and, you know, just back it. Like it seems to annoy me after about six, seven K it starts to like ache. So I've, I've discussed with Paul to just only run for, you know, five, six K before it starts hurting and and just a few times a week and then hit the hit the rehab exercises in the meantime. Do you think you could try see how it goes like if you did like maybe spin bike or went cycling or uh maybe you know something like that? Yeah, man, that's what I've been doing. I've got um obviously I've got a pretty good gym at home in the garage, but I've just bought an, a bench. So I've got like an actual bench in there. Um, and I've like borrowed a bike and I bought a wind trainer off of, um, marketplace and I've been using it. But the problem is, is that my like ass is so unconditioned. I can only hack like 30 minutes at a time because it's just so painful. Yeah. But like, you know, when you're just not used to it, it still hurts. eh? Especially after a colon. Especially if you're... (laughs) (laughs) But especially as well, if you're sitting on a proper cycling seat. Yeah, it's a proper. It's one yeah. of Justin's old bikes, so it's got like a, you know, like a, yeah, rock, rock hard seat. <laughs> but yeah, I I had a so yeah last week I had a colonoscopy on the Monday or yeah I think it was the Monday, and that was all good thank thank God. But um yeah, if anyone's had one of them, the prep's mm-hmm. the worst thing about it, isn't it? You know, you're drinking all that stuff and then whoa, oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. good clean out there, isn't it? Like. Oh, it's, just, it's a good cleanse. Do you good to do that once a year, eh? Cool. I don't know about once a year, but it's a good cleanse. Get get fucking blast everything out of you. Just got to build your bacterium up again. Yeah, I suppose it probably wrecks your um your gut health. Yeah, yeah so I'm not too sure. Let's look into that. But yeah, so so I have run like I've run. I think I ran like three or four times last week, and I did park run on Saturday, but just easy. And uh, actually run with um, Scott Vine, Nate. Yeah, I don't um, know. He's got actual it. running shoes on. Um, yeah. He took it easy though, I think, did he? Yeah. 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 He didn't have to give it a hit. Not, hit. not, not as fast as the other week. Yeah. 
Yeah, so just got to get into all these um, rehab um, exercises and should be good to go within the next couple of weeks sort of thing. And to be honest, like this time of year sucks for running anyway, doesn't it? So not really missing much. Yeah. 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 What, what about um, you guys? Nathan, you've had COVID? I have had uh, COVID again, and I reckon I must have picked it up from going to the Pink concert because um it was tuesday i was like i had a croaky voice and i said to myself i'm losing my voice and then wednesday comes and i'm like i was working i was sweating i was probably sweated a bit of it out and but my throat was croaky thursday i go to my doctor's to have this mole removed and i went again today to get the results to see if it's melanoma or not so um we're hoping it's not but they were still the pathology hadn't come through so he said i'll phone you if i need you to come in and cut a chunk out um and i was there and i was wearing a mask and he said oh like i said can you just give me some antibiotics i've got a throat infection I'm losing my voice. He said, no, first of all, do a rat test. I need to eliminate it. It's not COVID. I said, that might be COVID. I'm not, I haven't got COVID. I said, I feel fine. He said, no, honestly, there's a lot of people getting throat infections. It's COVID. I said, oh, I go home and do the rat test straight away. Bang. Uh, Fucking the line comes. I went, well, if the, if the next line doesn't come, it means it's like, it's invalid. And I had another one there to do. So, but the second line came and I went, oh no, fucking COVID. I was like, no. So I said to Matilda, right, Matilda got home. There was one left. She did it. She's fine. And, you know, it's like, it's bad, isn't it? When you have to get it up right up your nose, blow your nose first, get it right up there. And I said, go on. So I made her wiggle it around. I said, go on. And she's like, oh. I was like, I think the Brazil. And she's clear. I'm like, fuck. I said, oh, no, right. I said, well, I'll the spare bedroom. And then I'll wear a mask around the house. And you can have the, you just have the, I'll have the other bathroom. And um, I actually have not been too bad. Just still a bit of a headache really my voice came back pretty quick um and um she is um and matilda's survived touch wood mate yeah. it's getting milder like every sort of year yeah. it's getting weaker and weaker eh? like yeah a couple of years time it'll be nothing so that, so i've i've obviously taken a rest from running and i think the rest has been good like just um because it's been so hot but i am now going oh god okay i missed because i was meant to do like a 30k on sunday so i missed that i've not run this week so i'm going to run park run saturday and include that in 10k i don't know what you guys reckon but don't go too just go easy and just see what my heart rate is and if my heart rate's okay i think sunday do about 20k and just build up from there I, i haven't had covid right but it's what's what are you guys are you following some sort of um you meant to go two weeks has come up two weeks post running a uh, post covid yeah don't do any exercise don't run just in case there's some inflammation of the heart okay so I'm like, oh, okay well i'm not going to leave it two weeks because was that, that was that always listed somewhere from like an athletic side of thing was it yeah 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 that, i read it so that includes any sort of physical sport basically yeah yeah, but I've been doing physical. I had been doing physical activity with it. And yeah. Oh, I did feel a little bit out of breath though. After I was like, oh. but I think it's just because it was so bloody hot. It's like at the weekend I was pushing the mower up and down outside here, and it was thirty odd degrees, yeah. and, and I was like, oh, it doesn't feel. I'm not. I wasn't out of breath then, hmm. but I was like, oh, it's a little bit different running though. Like you, you are consistently like 
holding that heart rate at a certain level. It's not like turning around and stopping and pushing off, walking off. It's it's running. I'll know if I need to stop if my heart rate just jacks up. Like if I'm doing an easy part run, my jet heart rate hits like if I'm doing like five minute a k, five thirty a k, and my heart rate goes to like one seventy, I know that I'm well. I've got to just back it off. I just I just slow right down or just stop. Yeah. yeah. What, is, what was it like when you went back, Steve? Uh, my heart rate was good. I just, yeah, sort of, ju- I reckon I jumped into it a bit too quickly because I joined in and they did a, like a big group run, like 27K or something on the, yeah, I don't know when it was, but I jumped in on that and I probably sh- shouldn't have done it. That was like my first run back after getting COVID. <laughs> and I was all right, but I was probably just a bit too much. So I guess once you do have COVID and you're back into it, it's just a bit of a self-evaluation sort of um, presence where you just sort of work out how you are feeling, I guess. Yeah. I reckon if you're really sick, then obviously take well, it. Look, look at it, Nathan, now, though. He does not look sick. He sort of looks uh, exactly how he always does. I think does. it looks sick. You know, it's like when I first had COVID and Matilda had it, she's looking at me going, what fucking COVID? I was sitting there like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. It's a bad headache, though, really bad headache. But I have to say, fair play to Batil. Sunday morning, I'm in the spare bedroom, and I and I could hear it raining in the middle of the night. And I went, oh! And then I heard it raining, and I went, oh! I'll, when I wake up, if Batil's still in bed, I would not be surprised. Anyway, she got up at like quarter to four on her own, left at half four, well, before then, and then she started running at about quarter to five on her own in the dark. Sure. At, the Decker Park, and she did 20 kilometers. Oh, and wow. 13 of that or so on her own, even more on her own. So, like, fair play to her. Like, um, yeah, I was really proud that she was able to That's turn a, into a real runner. It's she a big run, eh? Hey? 20K. Far out, man. And she was a little bit worried. She goes, Oh, I, was like, I wanted to use the toilet at one point, but I was looking, I thought you could see people around. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people sleeping in their vans. And she says, I don't want someone to go, Oh, there's a woman just going in the toilet on her own. And, you know, so she waits till she'd seen other women and she like felt a bit safer. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I said I was telling um Daniel Holotaway about how they like, you know, sometimes when you need the toilets and they're locked down there. And he goes, Man, you just climb over the top of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Oh, shit, I never thought of that. He said, You just jump the jump over the top of the door. You can get in there yeah. if you're True. desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. good little tip there. If you're running along the, the seafront there and you need the toilet, yeah. it's locked. Just jump yeah. over the top of the door. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Do you want to um, tell us about what happened to you this week? Yeah. You, you raced, didn't you? Yeah, I raced. So I sort of had like, um, I started off my regular week through to about Thursday and then basically did a really easy sort of jog park run on, oh, well, I jog, you jogged park run on Saturday. I think I finished like a second ahead of you. So yep. saw your dodgy uh, Runco singlet with about 30 metres to go. I thought I had to pass you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think I, in the end, I still got about 80K or something. But on Tuesday, I, I thought I got those new um, Adidas Takumi Send 9s from, um, uh, what do you call it, DFO. I thought I'd give them a go on like one of the interval sets that I've done. So I just did the ladder set, you know, like a pyramid. So one on, one off, equal rest. So two on, two minutes off, three, right up to four, then back through. And sort of, and I don't know, I didn't know what, I don't know 
how to do it, I approach it, but I just did my 5k pace for the, for the ons. Does that make sense? Plus like a little bit quicker. So I just went off my 5k pace and just hit that through the set and it felt pretty good. The shoes are actually pretty good. That was the first time I wore them and including all that plus warm up and warm down was 10k. So is this sort of more aimed at a five or 10 K race? It says on the internet. So um, like the shorter sort of racing. So in down the track a bit after I wear them in properly, I, I wouldn't mind giving them a bit of a crack at park run over like the super shoes that I've been wearing, you know? Um, and then the rest of the week just did my usual thing. Uh, come Sunday, I still hadn't been sick or anything. Felt really good. A few people messaged me saying good luck. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm feeling really good. And um, started off the race well and got got to about the 8K point and I started burping. And, and you know when you burp and it's not banana and it's not something you had and you know it tastes like Reflux. vomit. And oh, I'm thinking, oh, this uh, isn't good. Um, Matt Flannery caught me at about the 9.5K mark. So I was at, he said, are you were miles ahead of me? He goes, what's going on? I said, I don't feel that good. He goes, you don't look good. You're like white as a ghost. And, that's, that's, and then he, off he went, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, shit. At that stage, I'd only just been burping. Um, sort of went the back part of the Bunya course. It ends up coming back up onto the Jinka track, and I pulled over probably about 200 meters from the top there and just leaned over into the bush and just let it go, and everything that, that I'd consumed that morning come out. It's wicked, yeah. eh? And then, oh. but what, you know, once – I should have went earlier. It's just an adult thing. As a kid, you just can't control it and just comes out wherever. And as an adult, you got more control over it and you try to hold it off. Does that make sense? Yeah, you hold it and hold it and hold you it. Hold it and hold it. And, hold it. and I'm yeah. thinking at 8Ks, why did, when I did that burp, why not I just let it go? I probably would have felt better. But because I'd run sort of 2Ks through all that, it was terrible conditions, eh? And then once I got back up there, I got to the top of the road and I turned and looked at the footpath and I was just all dizzy. I'm thinking I still had like 5K to go at that stage. Yes. Um, How far was it? 15.7. Oh so yeah, everyone's really accurate on everyone's watches. I think I don't. I didn't see anyone shorter than that. It's like all people that I follow that actually did the run was all fifteen point seven something. So it's pretty good. Four hundred eighty meters of elevation. So um, it's not as though I haven't done it before, but still, even in that, it's still a personal record. I think I've done it five or six times that loop. Me and Nate did it twice when he was training for Noosa a few years back. Um, so just we did another loop straight after. The same course, just back to the start. Um, I think Nathan might have checked his his um, blood sugar and off we went again for the second loop straight away. But that was still a PB on the weekend and just felt terrible, eh? One of those things. And I've sort of had a look into it. I thought it might have been my blood pressure because I am 48 this year and don't go to the doctors very often. As we were just talking, I still haven't had COVID. So I haven't, probably haven't been to the doctors for like two years. I think the last time I went there was just to get a blood test and a blood pressure check. Um, I thought it could have been that, but now looking at it now over the last few days, it seems to be pretty pretty much where I'm at. Bit of a so, virus or something, bug? Yeah. Yeah, in, in going back Thursday, Emma came home from school sick. She was home Friday because she just wasn't right. And we actually, we actually COVID tested her on um, Friday just to be sure, you know, because she's not right. I'm not sending her again to school because I'll just send her home. And did a test and it come back negative. So she was she was alright. She just wasn't. She's obviously some sort of viral problem, maybe some sort of little bug or something. But who knows? It could have just been, you know, people get they reckon there's heat or diarrhea going around at the moment. So she might have missed that and got the other end of it where she just didn't feel right, you know. And I could have got it off her over those few days and just 
once I got out of my system, I felt right. But it's the weirdest thing, man. Like eight k's into a run, I felt fine until that burp. I was going along good. Um, I even went back and checked my heart rate and everything to see if it was spiking or anything. But it was actually just the start, obviously, like of any race. But then it sort of got less and less, you know. So I was obviously found sort of comfort in the pace I was running, and it all come good. So I don't know, bit of a weird thing. How many people do you reckon were out there racing? Um, I did have a look. There was 225 in the long course. That's men and women. Um, and the majority was women. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the, the minority was men racing. Um, and I can't remember. I think it was 180 in the short course, which is, I think, 8K or something. So decent, decent amount of elevation for both those courses for that local event. Yeah, it's a tough course, eh? Like it's a, it's yeah. not easy running through Bunya, Bunya nah. State Forest. It's very hilly and it's kind of um a lot of Inogra. I think bang for your buck, Inogra. Nathan will probably vouch for this because he's done the trail marathon. He's done heaps of stuff there. You know, he's done two of them. Um, BTM, you is it? Um, and and I think every 10k is roughly 450 meters of elevation. So every 10k you're stacking on that. Doesn't matter which way you go, you constantly put it on. But the hills are long grinds, and then you go long downhills. So whereas that at um, you know, I said to Paul before Paul Gourlay, I spoke to him. They're short and sharp. You're up, down, yeah. up, down, up, down. There's no real sort of flat areas. It was in that flat area where I was just cruising along, jogging, where I started to feel crook. So I was grinding out all the hills before that, but yeah, it just went downhill suddenly. So I don't know. I'm just glad it's gone. But um, I got um, I actually signed up in two weeks' time on Sunday. I'm doing the backyard ultra um event over at Rocks Riverside that we advertise on the potty. Really? They're only take they're only taking 200 people, so I got in there before they run out. Um, so that should be interesting. So... Be bloody hot that one. Yeah. It'll be a good test. But, you never um, know. You might get lucky. It might just like the temperature might just like rapidly drop off before then. Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. I just went out. We were talking paces that you just feel comfortable running, you know, like a pace that you think you can run all day at. Um, for me, it's a little bit quicker, but I just backed it off. I think on Thursday when it was really hot, I went out and did it on the hour. I did two of them. I did one at like um, 20 past seven and 20 past eight straight after. And I think it was 39 and then 38 and a half minutes. So it still leaves 20 minutes. I just sat around in the house and just had a bit of a drink and, you know, did a toilet stop and then waited, got going again and went for another loop. I think that'd be comfortable. If you go a bit slower, it might be even better, but it doesn't give you that chance to have something to eat and all that. So I don't know how they go beyond 10. So I'm thinking 10's maximum on the day. Be interesting to see how everyone goes because it is going to be hot. Yeah. It's in out in the open as far as I know. Should um should we go through the results from the Bunyaville race? Yeah. We're sort of on still on the topic. Yeah, have you got them there or do you want me to yeah. read them? Yeah, you can read them if you want. Yeah. All right. Um I'll go short course first. Um in the short course, um in first place for the men's was Julian Tubman. In 34 minutes, 29, Ewan McFadden, he comes up a lot. He's a Bush Turkey member. Um, he's only a young he's fellow, a I think. Young he, guy, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done really well and picked up second place in 37-13. So, a very close finish. And Chris Fitzpatrick in 39 flat. 
in the women, Katie Finesse from Run With Rob picked up first place. I think that's she's had a couple now. So she's going really well in that series. Um, there's, I think there's two to go. That was round five that had round six. Round sevens this weekend. So the, they had to sort of bunch it up because they canned it a few weeks ago when we had all that rain and Nathan's property flooded. So they basically plonked it straight in the middle of round six and seven. The weekend just gone. So um, and that's up at Ewan Maddock. Damn, the next one. Um, and then uh, Selwyn Russell, she picked up second place in the short course for the females in 43 minutes. And Denny Taylor, 47.32. Well done, guys. Um, in Steve, the long... Sorry, that Katie Furness. Yeah. Yeah, name popping up all the time. She Is she like a... Like only does trail races or is she... I'm sure I see her name in the in the road running results too. Do you, uh, do you know sure. anything? I think it, I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure. She, is it, or is it that she keeps winning all these trail races? She's picking up placings in the um, trail series. So um, yeah, I think she might have even came first at a couple of them. Yeah, uh, it might be so, the name. Yeah. So we have read her name out a few times in the results. She's done the court, short course um, throughout the series. Um, interestingly enough, Katie McLean that we've mentioned on here, she's picked up. Uh, three first place and a fourth, I think. And she only, she only needs to basically do another run and get a finish win, basically win to series. take it out yeah. because there's no one else behind her um, that has the same amount of points because it's a point system. So no one else has had consistently got second or third or fourth or fifth the whole way to pick up enough points to beat her. But I think she still needs to just do one to cement that first place. So she's battling a bit of injury. I think she's just started running back. So it'd be good if she can enter over the next weekend or the following the last one and um, just get a some sort of finish on the board to pick up that first overall. Eh? That'd be pretty cool. And she was in the the long course women's. Um, so it'd be interesting if she can get back on, on course and get that anyway. Um, in the men's, it was a stack field. A few of our um, pretty good runners, Dara King that got second up at um, beer at daybreak, he was there. Your coach, Paul Gulo. Yeah. Um, Aaron Setterfield that set a pretty fast time up at that um the Mount Me trail trail race. Um, when Nathan did it the year a couple of years ago. Um, I seen all them at the start line. I thought this is gonna be fast, eh? And and there's a bit of a wild horse there, Rob Luffingham, he's started in the striders. I thought I'd give him a special mention because um I do communicate with him a bit. Thought he he was in for a good chance and he picked up fifth place. So well done. Um, but anyway, here's the the leading guys in first place in an hour and five. This is for 15Ks on the trails, 15.7Ks. Um, Dean Edmonds, one hour and five minutes 30. Lee Bauer, one hour is 5.37. So that was a really close finish between the top two there. And Blaine Burke, one hour 7.58. Um, in the women's, um, Cecilia Mataz is one hour 17.09. Ashley O'Loughlin, one hour twenty forty three, and Crystal Footer in one twenty six thirty. Pretty good, eh? Bloody good, good running. And they all said that was after the race. They said it was all a really tough course to run on because of that. What we just mentioned before, there's no way to get you sort of um, any sort of consistency happening. There's just a pinch climb. There's on mountain bike tracks. I think you do about three mountain bike tracks on there. So. Um, you're running like single track for a fair majority of that 15k. 
And there's no, and once you get back up on the road, Matt Flannery, he also said he, he was a bit out of sorts on the trails. But I mean, once he found the footpath again, he goes, Oh, this is me. This is my jam. And he can just get to run again. So it was a bit of everything trail, footpath, single track. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's a, it's, um, yeah, like we said earlier, it's a tough, tough course to run on. Like, and then when you mix in with the heat with that, oh man, yeah, brutal. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said Rob Luffingham got fifth place. He actually got sixth. So anyway, Paul Goulet seventh. Um, they were very close. Rob must have just pipped him off at the line too. There only three seconds in that. Yeah. Yeah. Was um Dara top ten? Yeah, Dara finished in tenth position, one hour fifteen. So not much between that whole sort of fifth onwards. There was one hour twelve, one thirteen, one thirteen, one fourteen, one fourteen, one fifteen. So that's a pretty close. Four, fifth, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth. It's like pretty close. Mate, top ten finish at one of them events is yeah. is really good, eh? Like if you can get in the top ten far out, you you've done well. Yeah, and they're banging out four four minutes thirty a kilometer on the trails up and down. That's their average. That's pretty quick. Uh, yeah, that's fast. Um, yeah, I think Boyd McGann from Run with Rob also rounded out in the top twenty. He got nineteenth in one hour twenty. So well done to Boyd as well. Yeah, another good local runner. Yeah. So next week's Ewan Maddox Dam. Ewan Maddox Dam. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, a bit more flatter, isn't it, that one? Yeah. Yeah, no, pancake, mate. Yeah. yeah. There's a few little, I think at the first K, I think you go up over a bit of a hill and then you just sort of run the flat out the back of it. But it's more it's gradual. There's no, yeah, um, there's no, no pinch climbs nah. as such. Um. But yeah, it should be pretty fast that one. The only problem with that one is, do we get any rain? It seems to hold a lot of moisture and it's real muddy and stuff, so it might be a bit bit slower. But I don't think that seems to slow anyone of the fast end of it down. They just plow through it, eh? Man, and there's so many top runners out there that run those trail races. Like you've got uh, people like Andy Day, obviously mm. Paul Gawley, um. Oh, Anthony, what's that guy? Anthony that um he won the Lake Manchester long course when I was there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. he's he's uh, injured, so he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's his last name? I, I interviewed him. He was on the he like after the race. I did like a an interview with him at the finish line. Oh, I can't. Yeah, there. I can't hear his name. Yeah, but man, what he's a top top runner. Yeah, he tore his hamstring, so he's been out sub, for possibly. sub four minute K's over that um half yeah. marathon at Lake Manchester. Like it's crazy, crazy pace. Yeah. Um, what about the Osaka marathon that, that was on, on the weekend just gone? Not very good for the Aussies. <laughs> no. No. Half day. Half day yeah. in the office. What'd they say? It was like nearly what three degrees or something? Like freezing. Freezing cold. It's tough to go from training here to that, isn't it? Yeah. So, it was some of, sort of a lot of the Aussies. Well, I think climate. two or three of the Aussies that went, they all go because it's a flat course and it's um, you know, the elites are trying to get Olympic qualifying times, but a lot of the Aussies either did not finish or just had shockers. Um, Lisa Waitman, man, she's just she's superhuman. Like she, I think she's mid forties, a mum, and she's, uh, this would be her fourth or fifth 
Olympics that she's qualified for. All so right. she's um she ran two twenty four forty three, and the qualifying time for the for the women's is two twenty six fifty. So she, I'm not sure where that puts her on the like the list of Aussies, but it would be one of the quickest times. Yeah. And just for her age, and um, she ran a marathon just recently in Japan, and she didn't run very well. And then when she got home, she tested and she had COVID. Oh. So she'd actually done the whole thing with COVID, and that's sort of the reason why she didn't run very well. So she's rebuilt herself up in like a month or two and done it all again. Like what a talent, man! What a talent she is at That's her crazy. age to be to be running those sort of times. Eh? It's just, it's nuts. It is really nuts, man. I'd love to get her on the podcast though. My um, send her a message on Instagram. Yeah. Do you know what the other Aussie girls got through at their times? Well, I know so- that Ellie Pashley did not finish. Yeah, and um. To be honest, I don't really know of any other Aussie females that were over there. No, but in the previous um, qualifications, um, oh, didn't they, all go, they all went through in like under 220, didn't they? Like 219 or something? The Aussies? Yeah. No, nah, I don't think we've ever had an Aussie run that quick. I think Sinead Diver might be the quickest. Yeah. And I think it's like 223. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll... um. I'll look that up. Yeah. I know they're all very similar times. The other girls all went through after that. Hang on. I'm, I'm Googling it now. Um, so she's run 221.34. Wow. That was 2022 Valencia Marathon. And she's 45 as well. Oh, it's, in, it's just incredible, eh? Yeah. It's incredible. I think like if you're like mid forties and can break three hours, it's incredible. As a male, they're running like two twenty far out. Tokyo Marathon this weekend. Local guy Carl Batty is running that. I was talking to him the other day. Um, another world major. Yeah. Yeah. That's um first one of the year. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a super fast course, but it's also freezing cold, isn't it? Mm. Like how do you like you said, Steve, how do you go from running in like 40 degree heat with just insane humidity to over there to just literally freezing your balls off? Yeah. Carl's been doing some massive sessions, eh? So he'd be he'd be depleted of sweat. <laughs> he doesn't need to sweat anymore, I don't think, once he goes there. Um, but yeah, wouldn't there be some sort of acclimatization issue? running from this type of like climate and going there to three degrees, that's, that's a massive difference. Yeah. I think it'd either really help you or really hinder you. Like Mm. you could be stood there shivering, just burning energy before the race. I guess you just got to keep wrapped up. eh? really like if you run with a jumper on or run with a jacket on for a few K yeah, but I don't think it's new for him, so I'm assuming he's done um, a few events like that, so you have a bit of an idea what's going on. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll be fine, but like I wonder, um, yeah, like is that a good thing to be training in the heat and then to go to the complete opposite? Like, is it is it a really good thing or is it gonna stuff you stuff you up? You just don't know, do you? 
Don't know. Well, um, you know the you know the heat affects your um the the times that you can run over here with your your reps and all that, and you you've just got to adjust accordingly, don't you? Yeah. That's yeah. that's been half my problem, sort of like the end of last year, is I go and run those sessions and like try and run them as hard as I can, and then wonder why I'm not hitting the exact times that I want to hit. When you just got to realize, like, man, it's so hot. Dial it back and just yeah. adjust. Yeah. Hey, yeah. um, quick shout out to Taz Savage. He's going over to New Zealand uh, tomorrow. He's doing the New Zealand Ironman, so all his training's coming to an end, and he's going to be producing, hopefully. Good luck, Who's Taz. Going with you? Taz, I don't know. He's going solo. I don't think anyone he originally had a couple. Originally, um, it's tough. Originally, um, he said that he was going to have someone, but I think they pulled the pin because of their training or just weren't, weren't up to it. But, but he's definitely going solo. He's uh, booked all his accommodation and everything. He's by himself. And until afterwards, I think he's got a couple of days with someone after the event to have a bit of a bit of recovery and stuff with. So good luck to Taz. I'm sure he'll smash it. Oh, good luck, Taz. You've been training the house down for months. Yeah. He'll go yeah. well. Yeah, I'm um, put on his Strava this morning. I'd love to know how much sweat he's lost over the whole summer from running. <laughs> Still a swimming yeah. pool. Yeah. But we're all in the same boat. He's just—he's obviously putting in some big numbers there, eh? because um, he's—he's he's obviously doing a marathon at the end of that Ironman. So, uh, good luck. The condition should be favourable too, over there. Oh yeah, be um cooler for sure. Hey, definitely. A bit off topic here. I thought I'd um bring it up, but um, I'm nearly—I've got 19 days to go, and I've had a year off the piss which is like a really big deal for me because I've oh, not sort of like the last few years, I've hardly really drunk much at all. But when I was younger, I was pretty, pretty crazy, crazy party animal. Funny, I was talking to Dara at North Lakes Park Run. He, he was very similar when he was younger. He was telling me he was a uh, club uh, promoter in like Mykonos or Mallorca or somewhere for a couple of seasons. So um yeah, yeah, he's he'd have some pretty funny stories to tell, but yeah, we're we're gonna have um, we're gonna do like a bit of a golf day when I when I crack the year, so we're gonna go and have a few beers and play golf, celebrate so, not uh, drinking for a year by drinking beer, by getting, <laughs> by getting on the piss so hard that it puts me off for another year. Uh, but uh, no, nah, I won't go mad, but I'll definitely have a few beers because it's been a it's been um a good challenge to do um. But yeah, so if if anyone lives local and fancies a round of golf, let us know because we're going to organise a bit of a day. Could be, could be good fun, good laugh. I don't know where we'll play. Like, where's a local course around here? Fatima. Yeah. I think you might have to be a member. Yeah, there's one over there at um Young's Crossing. There, if you just want to play nine holes, a little short course one. I don't know oh, whether yeah, you want to do sort of like the, a big one or not. Near the Bull Sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where, yeah, whether you have to be a member anywhere else. There's Pine Rivers, but it's pretty hilly. So if you got a buggy, it'd be all right. Mate, I played at um, North Lakes before it closed. Oh, man. That's a, well, it was a beautiful course. That was, 
Yeah. I don't really ever play golf much anymore, but I just thought I've been watching, uh, re rewatching Entourage for the like, I reckon probably the 15th time and they're always out playing golf. And I was like, man, love to have a few beers with a game of golf. That'd be so fun. It's got to be done. Hey, funny enough, that just let's talk quickly about that. Nathan said he's watched Top Gun Maverick for like the 30th time or something in, in one of our little threads there. What is that? Is that your all time movie, mate? Is that is that probably the one you watched the most out of anything? No, I've probably watched um, The Horse Whisperer with Robert Redford the most. Yeah. Um, maybe, um, oh, what else is it? Um, fuck, I just lost it out. My, my Legends of the Fall. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say what? Broke Back. Broke back. <laughs> yeah, the, there's some really good scenes in that, like with the horses and stuff. Like it's yeah. good. It's a good movie until it starts getting a bit, you know, uh, up close and personal. I've, ne- I've never seen it. Eh? I've never, never sat down and watched it. I'd never. I was like, hey, I'm gonna watch it until I got into horses, and then it was like, there's some really good. Um, there's some really good like horse bits in it, but then you know, it's like. Yeah, good movies though. The scenery in those movies are awesome as well. The reason why on Saturday, um, because you you said that, I reckon I've watched my second highest movie. I reckon would be Top Gun, because obviously that's been out a lot longer than the new one. But we watched um Gone in sixty seconds with um probably the only movie I like him. Nicholas Cage. It's the only movie I like him in. He's just a dodgy bugger in all the other ones, but it's um all about stealing cars. And he um he has a problem stealing that that Shelby GT five hundred at the end. He's, he's he's unicorn. He can't catch it. Yeah, so, that's a wicked movie. Yeah, I reckon I've seen that probably at least I don't know forty or fifty times. Eh, that was probably my first DVD I bought years ago, and then I replaced it when Blu-ray when it came out. Um, yeah, and I've just watched it. So trying to think, I bought a DVD player back when I was about twenty two. So somewhere around then. When it first came out, it was probably one of the only people I knew that had one. <laughs> and I think to, it was one of the first movies I got. I'm trying to think of what would be my favorite movie. And like the first thing that come to mind is I don't even think it's my favorite movie, but Home Alone <laughs> came to my mind. I don't even know why. Um, <laughs> oh, like a gangster movie sort of thing. I loved Football Factory. Yeah. You've you seen that? Yeah. Um, Oh, Human Traffic. Have you seen that? Yeah. The old 90s rave movie. Jeez, that's a great movie. Um, Yeah, it's some good movies. Yeah. We're we're weird, eh, how we do that. We watch things over and over again. You think how how often you you know it almost off by heart, but you're prepared to waste that hour and 45, two hours on the same thing again just because you love it, man. It's just the, the specific genre that you like. But um, yeah, mate. There was Stop, a snatch. Uh, I've watched that a few times. Oh, snatch, snatch Stop. lock, stock. Yeah, Both Brad Pitt's awesome, eh? Movies, that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fury. Um, I've seen Fury a few times. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's another Brad Pitt one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie, great war movie. Yeah, but, uh, Fury. Yeah, and uh, um, what's the one? Um, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> times yeah yeah sure man back in the day when we were kids they 
obviously this is back in the day when you had VHS videos. Yeah. Um, we used to have two videos that were my favorite videos ever. One was called born to run with Sebastian Co. And the other one was called super milers and super milers was the story from, um, the Roger Bannister breaking the four minutes and then it was up and up and up and up. So everyone had a world record since, and it was in this um, video. I think at the time, the fastest time since was Steve Cram. And, um, I'm not sure what his time was, but I knew that one off by heart, but I could literally, I could still probably do it to this day. I could recite Sebastian Co. born to run the, the, the narration of it from start to finish to this day. Like I watched it so much. I was obsessed with, um, everything to do with Seb Co. Like I just loved his style. I still think to this day, he had one of the nicest running styles of, of anyone, like just a real majestic runner, man. And, and one of them guys that just used to run, like he was only an eight and 1500 runner, but man, he used to run these massive sessions. They went to Loughborough, same uni as Spencer, eh? Yeah, that's right. Because Spencer went, they had a training run there. It was like an 18 mile loop or something. I don't know, something like 18 K loop or something. And he was out with a couple of the boys, like Matt Hibbard now, I think once running and they were like, God, we're on pace for the, uh, for the record. And Seb Coe had it and, um, they equaled it and they need to be verified by another person. So I think there was three of them did it and they equaled, uh, Seb Coe's record for the, like it was a set run, you know, like a unis always have yeah. like a set thing, you know, that's a training, not go and do that. And uh, they equaled it. So that was his little claim to fame. I think there's like, um, there's certain roads in that, that Seb Co used to do his sessions on that they've like named now. Like they're, they're, they're like legendary, um, like running tracks that people go and do. Like the, there's a road he used to do his hills on. He used to do this thing called the Riblin Valley Road or the Rivlin Valley Road. Uh, yeah. Like do his intervals on it. Like, yeah, pretty pretty cool if you if you can get that like there's a bit there's a copy of that born to run on youtube but it's the quality's so bad it's almost like unwatchable but yeah if anyone ever gets a dvd of that send it my way i'll upload it massive change of direction here you're a hawker guy you own hokers yes it's funny we were talking pronunciation of everything at one of the running things on the weekend so saucony everyone says says no it's saucony I'm not saying Sockney, that sounds shit. Yeah. It's a Coney. It's Sockney. I say Hocker. It's Hoker. Is it Hoker? Yeah. So if you actually go to Potato Potato and you gotta to listen to how the store people are selling it, it's Hoker and it's Sockney. And do you Nike. go do you guys say Nike, Nike or Nike? Yeah. Yeah. It's, depends on what it is. So anyway, have you seen those new shoes? What do you the, reckon? The Cielo. Yeah. Oh man, they look unreal they look the one with the hole in the middle yeah yeah 420 bucks yeah yeah no crazy is that where we're going or what is this everyone's just going to go well if they can get it we're going to ramp up all our prices because up till now all the super shoes are around 360. they won't they won't sell them well i don't know they're selling up when 320 yeah 370 
on you know just going up and up and up and up and up it's getting it's getting insane yeah like um i heard a i heard a rumor that peter bracken who's like the boss of the burt squad he paid um 720 bucks for a pair of alpha fly threes for the um tokyo marathon this weekend because he just needed them and they were sold out so he bought them off some you know some selling forum or something 700 bucks god they'd want to be good what do you mean needed them like you can get away with something. I'm sure there's another shoe he can wear. Oh, I've got, I've got to have them. I've never worn them before, but I've got to have them. I'm like, I don't. Sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? To say, oh, he needed them. Yeah. I guess you want to, if you like get it in your mind, you want a pair and then you're like, fuck, I can't get them. <laughs> and you don't care about spending the money. Shit. Lash out. Alistair Roberts, he's funny as, man. He put up a little post during the week with a picture of those CLO X1s. And he goes, I'm just starting a GoFundMe page for a pair of sh- for these. And then one of the other guys replied, is that for the divorce or the shoes? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, get get two pairs. And he goes, what do I want her to go any faster? So, yeah. but, um, Imagine trying to like, trying to like talk your way out of that. Uh, Spent $420 on a pair of shoes. Yeah. I got you a pair. I got you a pair though, darling. (laughs) Yeah, I got you a pair. Yeah, that's fine. It's a lot of dollars, isn't it? Especially when you can get those Adidas. I got my um, Adios Pro 3. Yeah. For $126. It's like you wouldn't even get them for £126 in the UK. It's like, and they first sold at 300 odd. Like, I would never, I just wouldn't, I just wait. You don't, you know, it's like, oh, good, I, I need them. Uh, I, I just, yeah. I'm that sure, is yeah. fair play, though. That has got to be bargain of the century. Oh, for that. Yeah, they're great shoes. Oh, I love them. Yeah, mate. I, I fucking, yeah. Like, if someone said, if, if I got given a free pair, if I was in London and the day before the marathon, Nike said, oh, Nathan, would you like a free pair of, of Alpha Fly 3s, but you have to run in them tomorrow? I'd have to really seriously sit and go, would I risk wearing a new shoe that I've never worn before? Oh, uh, But, yeah, I just see fucking getting them for free. Hands. They're free or not that you're free, but you have to wear them or not at all. I'd be like, oh, I'll take them. <laughs> I probably yeah. would. Because I know the outflies fit pretty, pretty, pretty good, you know. So it'd be interesting. They're meant to be the best ones so far, the threes, aren't they? So yeah, apparently so. That's a everyone's just ruled out those number two straight up and said first is the best. But now they're saying these are better than the first set. Two, so. I've always said it. Two are comfier. One are better. Yeah, and you you said number two lost their pop like really quick too. Yeah, I like it was off to start with. It just doesn't have the same pop as the ones and the ones I've done. Done a few because I did that that dust till dawn 50k off road in those and they were good. Um, but I've done a fair few can of it, they're still pretty good. They're tight, but they're good. Yeah, yeah. Will, you, will you guys um eventually get around to getting them? Oh, for sure. The Alpha 3. Oh, they'd be in Nike. Yeah, I think once up. um, once they become you know, how the first sort of release they just sell out so quickly yeah 
I was like, man, I'm not desperate for them just yet. Once they sort of come back onto the website and there's a few different colors to choose from, it'll be easier to get them and I'll just get a pair then, I think. Yeah, I think once the demand sort of backs off a bit and they become a bit more available. Yeah. Hey, um, do you, what do you think of that Cameron Myers run? Oh, That's fast, was, eh? Yeah, what a, what a talent. Beating Jake Whiteman far out, man. That's... um. I mean, Jake, Jake Whiteman is apparently is coming back from injury. Yeah. Still, it's like a massive event for the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. 1500 meters in three minutes, 33, 30. Hey, hey talking of uh, Olympics, <laughs> the hotel we stayed in in Paris like 18 months ago, it cost us literally like, I think it was 130 euro a night. So it was like about 200. 200 bucks my my older brother's going for four nights and i think it worked out at 400 euro a night now because everyone's cashing in on the olympics so 800 dollars a night compared to like you know a couple of hundred bucks price gouging yeah yeah and he should have booked it when i first sent him the link to it because it went up again from you know as it's getting closer to the time I was like, oh, my friends yeah. have got to cash in on it, and they. Well, I wonder what will happen when the Olympics is here. Yeah. Just going back to um, Cameron Myers, Steve. Um, I seen something come up about him and comparing him to Jacob Ingebrigtsen when he yes. was like seventeen yes. years and eight months the same. Did you see that? I saw yeah. that little thing on Instagram. That was that yeah. was pretty interesting. Yeah, he was quicker over three k. I think he was quicker over five k. Um, but very similar at the same short distance of the 1500 meters and 800 meters and stuff. So you reckon, what do you reckon thoughts are if he gets held and, and gets trained properly, doesn't get discouraged from running, he should go pretty similar, I reckon. Oh man. Like, I mean, get a good coach. I think that'd make the difference. Jakob Ingebrigtsen is like a running phenomenon. So even to be put in the same like kind of bracket as him is just crazy. And I think from looking at that chart, he was quicker than Jakob in a three majority of the majority of the distances, wasn't he? Like there's only like half a second over 800. I think in that, I think is very similar, maybe one second difference in the, the 1500 at, at that age, I think. I think he might've been quicker actually. And then in the three K he was quicker by two seconds. And so on. So he's very much maybe maybe that might be better for him to run three k. But um, it'll all time will tell, I guess. But he's still fast out, isn't he? Yeah, it's just um, just how quick they run is so fast for like us normal people. You can't even like fathom how quickly they're running. It's like such. Mm. I don't even know what the like what pace they'd be running per k. It's like two, what two. 30 something or, or two well, we were used to it when we were growing up not, not that we were running it but like fraser i mean yeah look fraser ran a, a sub two minute 800 you got to remember back then you know and you were we were watching people running 149s that we knew so mm. it's, you go oh like it's um to break two minutes is rapid there you go he's running at two minutes 22 a kilometer oh shit let's see there you go that's just it's like a hundred meter sprint pace. Oh man, he's motoring. 
and it's not even flat out from the beginning is it it's um most of the time mm-hmm. they sort of pace themselves off the line and it's it's just an all-out last hundred or so they're just if it's a race and if you're not going for a time then you're just going to race who's going to win the race you don't care about the time like at the olympics and the worlds and whatever all yeah. you're doing is going for gold medal so it don't yeah. matter if the first laps but sometimes running a first a fast lap can run the legs off of because uh, some people are used to running a slower first lap, faster second lap. Yeah. Um, and the second lap usually always is faster. But if you run it fast, you run the legs off them and they, you get that bit of a gap. Um, that, that race that he was in, Nate, for the first six across the line were all within that 60, was it 60 hundredths of a second of the first, of him crossing the line. But you see the gap. He's like out in front with his finger up like this. And then you see second, third, and the other people behind so him. They all come through in less than a second. Yeah, you think no. oh, they're, 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 there's like half a shirt between them, but it's not. It's, there's, it's not. there's a couple of legs. So I imagine. I wonder. I wonder what they're running at the finish there because they're motoring. If that's their average pace, that that Sprinter. finish speed must be huge. Eh? <laughs> it's so quick. Yeah. Think of the poor like timekeepers. I mean, it's probably electronic now, but imagine back in the day, yeah. they're like that, just clicking. Yeah. There was one for every runner, wasn't there? So you had one time. So, so you had yeah. 10 pieces in a race, you'd have 10 timekeepers. Yeah. So you'd be like, and that's why you have the number on the sticker on your side of your leg, because it goes with, okay, I'm doing number two. So I can see which number is yeah. number two track and you've got number three. So that number, as they come down the straight, if you can just see the leg number and bang. You hit yeah. The that was the same for swimming too, wasn't it? You always had someone at the end of the pool with a stopwatch making sure they touched on the tumble turn and when they left the blocks and they, and right at the end, they think, you know, pressing it as they touch the wall. So here's an interesting fact for you. The timing gun, the start, sorry, the start gun always used to have smoke with it. You think, well, why do you need smoke? Because um, light travels faster than sound. So if you were to say around at the 200 meter start and the gun or the 300 meter and the gun went, okay, it would take you, a, you wouldn't be able to hit if you were, the timekeeper used to hit the start when the when the gun went dunk, and then when they went across the line dunk. but the sound would take a while to get to you like it's only short but it's enough of time to give you a difference in time so the, the gun used to give off smoke so when you see the smoke you hit the start and yeah. it will be at the right then you'll hear the sound yeah so a uh, little little um fact i like it I feel sorry for them at masters when they're doing the 5k because there could be, you know, there might be 25 people running, but you know, that it could be people from 16 minutes all the way up to 27 minutes or whatever. And those guys have got to keep track of how many laps you've done. So like, as people are going by, they're going, you've got four, you've got three, you've got six laps. Like it's, I don't know how they, yeah, it must be a, 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 OCD person's worst nightmare <laughs> watching that stuff. Cause they just, I don't know how they keep track of it, but they must have some system in place. Cause when you, I'm running just my absolute ringer out, I'm not paying attention to really what lap I'm on or anything. And then you just look down and see, and it'll say like, you know, three laps. Yeah. It's right. yeah. yeah. But like, I, you know, once you sort of get through the middle of the field, I, I don't, if you're wearing a watch, I guess you can, tell yourself how far you got to go but i feel sorry for the officials every time wasn't that it's an bad enough <laughs> it's bad enough remembering i've got to do three and three quarter laps you know you go right oh, yeah. i've done three quarters, now i've got to do three 
oh, hang on, is it two one? I've got one to go. You know, like you can yeah. on the ringer. Going back to yeah, going back to when Steve raced Taz, remember? And it was like you didn't want to know when you you didn't want to know where you're at. You just wanted to run. And next minute they come over and here comes Steve Woolley with eight, you know, eight yeah, laps yeah. to go. Oh, fuck me. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in eighth position. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. He goes, Oh, everyone's on track. And the only person who's dropping off is Steve Woolley. In and eighth, I was, in eighth I was position. About thinking about chucking it in at the time, thinking, Man, I've had a gut full of this. And then he says that over the mic, and I'm like, Oh, man, <laughs> that'll do. I'll just step off the track in a sec. Uh, Bad yeah. habit to get into, though, dropping out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, next time, every time it happens, you start thinking, oh, I'll pull the pin, I'll pull the pin. It's like pulling out a fight, Snaith, isn't it? You know, you pull out a one fight because you don't feel 100%. Next well, time you lock one in, you get three weeks out, you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. Oh, should I pull out? Like, you just got to go through with it. I only pulled out of one through injury, um, my shoulder, but yeah, I've only ever. Yeah, honey, we were we were talking about this in another group yesterday. I pulled out of a fight at um, Broncos Leagues Club. I had the flu, but I still went um, just to sort of show face that I actually was sick. Because in the fight game, there's always like you know people on social media. Oh, he's not sick. Blah, blah, blah. So we made a point of going, and um, we had a VIP table right next to the ring. And the fight before I would have actually fought, like a guy stepped up and took my place on the night. I pulled out like, you know, heaps of notice. But the fight before the one that I was supposed to have, they clashed legs real bad and the guy's shin snapped in half. Oh. Like, and we were sat in the, on a VIP table. Like I could have touched the ring. I could have touched the canvas like from our table. And, gee, oh, man, the sound that it made was just like, I was like two bits of wood whacking together. Oh, it's sickening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happens in that instance? Do you just, they just yeah. scrap the rest of the night? No, no. They just stretch your amount and get the next fight going. Wipe the blood off. You lose. Face. That's it. You've lost by a TKO. <laughs> oh. It depends out. Um, in the UK, it used to be there was a rule that you couldn't, that we had a, um, if the, you could fight if the ambulance wasn't there, but if the doctor wasn't there, then the fight couldn't, go so one of our lads got knocked out once i think we might have been at the circus tavern he got knocked out and he went he was out for you at the canvas and he went in the ambulance the doctor went with him because he was sparko like oh so they just couldn't put start the, the next fight until the doctor got back yeah we were over an hour before the next fight but um yeah, yeah they would like ship him or like, they might just ship him off quickly to the hospital and back but it was it but that um the Broncos leagues club, it weren't far from the hospital, was it? So, no, nah. but well, they just uh, an ambulance pulled up and they put him on a stretcher, put him oh. in the back of an ambulance, and the, the show went on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's a long time though. What do you do in the meantime to keep yourself on toe? Just go and hit the bag or something? Um, oh, it'd be usually like you know, you got a bit, you got oh, that oh, yeah, it was like yeah. it's just gonna. Especially if you're the next fighter. <laughs> Sit down, they give you a bit of warning. You get five minutes to warm up. But yeah. Sorry so. um, to keep going on about the old combat stuff, but my first ever fight, right? I'm backstage with Colin, hitting the pads, getting ready to go, and absolutely shitting bricks, you know, like so nervous. 
and the, the fight before me is going on and, and uh, like how many people would they have at the casino rooms, Nate? 2,000? Yeah, like it, packed, it's- packed house and you hear the crowd, you hear like thump and the crowd go, Whoa. and you go, shit. And then someone pokes their head out the side door. Yeah, get ready, Steve. That fight's over. It only just started, sort of thing. And you're like, oh no, here we go. And I'm like, oh, panicking, panicking. Then next thing you're like, everyone get out of the way. And they open the door. And the guy who who's just got knocked out is stretched past me. And I'm like looking at him going, holy shit. Yeah. I, I had my first I had my first casino room. I had a few fights at casino room. But I remember the first fight. I walked, you know, I was like, as I was walking up the steps to step in the ring, I said, I ain't getting out until it's over now. It's like you know, and you think, yeah, oh, yeah, not, yeah. I don't have to fight. I don't have to fight. And it was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting out of this ring until it's over. And you step in the ring and go, all right, it's gonna, fucking, oh, man, someone's what gonna a, win, someone's gonna lose. What a feeling, eh? You step in the ring and you're <laughs> down and you're seeing all the blood on the floor, and then you look up in the bright lights, and then you look at your opponent, and, you, and then oh, it's it. in there, it? just like, oh shit, we're about to fucking punch each other out here like and then it's like once you sort of get over that initial first few there's no alcohol involved there's no dutch courage is yeah. it yeah and then it's on and then it's more just like a bit of a you know tactics and shit but oh man fuck that's just crazy that shit. One, it's always it's never the same as the first one is it no because no, you just no. don't really know what's you sort of just seeing gloves flying and all you're doing is just throwing back and yeah it's fuck, it's wild what was that other marathon you brought up um, in the group chats? Uh, I think it was the Toowoomba. Toowoomba. Yeah, Toowoomba was Marathon. Yeah. I was having a little look at that. It's a pretty hilly affair, isn't it? Mm. Couple, it's two laps. Um, and they're doing a half on the same day, maybe a 10. But, yeah, yeah it's looking pretty, looking pretty uh, a torch, I have to say. I, um, I don't know if I'll be going for it. But, um, yeah. And also... On the 19th of May is the Mogul Marathon. Mogul? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's in the western suburbs of Brisbane. I'm just trying to find the distance. I think it's just the uh, Mogul Road. Mogul Road. Isn't it? Yeah. I think it's just, you know, like 5, 10, half full, but it's got yeah. quite a bit of elevation. In well, it. actually, um, Nigel... Did I, did I said it already. Nigel said he was interested in wanting to do a 50K. So I said, I'll see if I can find this one. So I'm looking on the running calendar. And basically the option is a Blackwall 50, Blackwall, Blackwall 100, do the 50, or um, Glasshouse Mountains, yeah, which is on my birthday weekend. So I could do 50K on my 50th birthday. <laughs> oh, man. Glasshouse Mountains sounds pretty torch, though. No, we ran for it. It's not actually too bad. It's not, you know, where we right. went and they did that 30. Oh, is that, oh that was yeah. actually nice, yeah. man. It's, it's not too bad. Good, but it's a start, you start at 3 a.m. Yeah. The, the Toowoomba Marathon looks worse if you look at the elevation plot that Nathan threw up there. Holy 780 crap. meters of elevation or something. Yeah. It yeah. goes yeah. up the range, doesn't it? That's like doing know. a trail marathon. That's I like don't doing know if it does. Uh, I'm not sure where it runs. It just, it's just hilly. Holy crap. Just up and down all over the place, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. that, that Mogul marathon has got two, five, ten, half full. Wow. Well, good. That's and, good. Um, and is it May? Sorry. Yeah, May. Yeah. Uh hang on, I'll tell you. 
I might do New York Marathon. 19th of May. I'm waiting to hear on New York. So I might might look at that. If I can afford it. You gotta qualify for that. Uh not if your brother is Spencer Barden. <laughs> you wouldn't be too far off qualifying anyway, would you? No, I don't think I would actually. 45 oh, to 50, be under Yeah, because New York, as long as, you, as long as you get the time within six months of your – so if I was 49, but within six months of the race, I was going to be 50, then um, – and I, you, you would get the time. I think I only have to get like 3.30 or something. So I've already – but I've got to just do a qualifying time in that within six months. Okay, so – 45 to 49. Oh, shit. You got to run 305. Yeah. But, but then the once 50? you go to 50 to 54, it's 314. I reckon we'll do that. Yeah. 314. Yeah. Yeah. Gold Coast, I reckon I maybe could do it. Depending on how you go with your COVID recovery, you, yeah, you could potentially it. run that in London. Yeah. I think it just depends how I think I've messed up. My training has been a bit messed up just with, um, COVID missing a couple of big weekends. So I forgot we're seven and a half weeks out. Mate, same thing happened to me about the same time. Actually, m- mine was closer to the event. First Gold Coast I did. And yeah. I messaged Paul saying, oh, man, I'm panicking. Should we chop? Should we mix this up? And I'll do the long run during the week because I feel so bad I've missed out on the long run. And he said, don't worry about what you haven't done. Think about what you have done. And I was like, oh, man, that's such good advice because I've done so much and I was worried about missing out on one long run because of, you know, it was like sort of hard long run, easy long run, and I'd missed an easy and a hard one, but I was more concerned about missing out on the hard one. And that's kind of what's happened to you. So I would be thinking more about what you've done at the track every Monday and or Tuesday whenever it is and all the other long runs you've done. I wouldn't be thinking too much about what you've missed out on mm. yeah i'll just and i'll just get back into them again um but might ramp the distances up a bit quicker and see how my heart rate goes and then get to i'd like to get a 35k or 36k in before london to feel confident yeah which i think i've got time to do that so might want to run that in an aircon room on a treadmill though well, it's going to be a few weeks away, so it might be a bit cooler then, but it'd probably be like a a 4 a.m. start or something, you know. Mm. Get done. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Nah. Cool. We will catch us all next week. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay away from this COVID that's getting around. <laughs> Stay away from Nathan. <laughs> yeah. You see Nathan <laughs> run the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, all right, yeah, sorry, I've got to go. Oh, yeah, I'm late. I'm late. Bye. Yeah. All right, guys. Oh, wicked. Um, see you, boys. See you soon. See you, mate. Bye.
Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes, and I find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb. My imagination, I'm contemplating, hesitating, on exploitation. My mind, which you find in time, I will find that we shine when they won't shine. You can put the time on mine. Show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Mine, 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 mine. 